Jones, and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. This week, we'll be revealing a secret that developed about six months ago. Our Bible study will be on the father and the prodigal son, so grab your Bible and a friend and join us. Lizzie Matthews. A couple of years ago, my dad, Joey Schuster, and I were having a conversation about my mom. This was program number 17, entitled Sleep Over at Peanuts, and it went like this. Well, when my mom was sick, we were in the hospital every day. Sometimes I would sleep overnight in the hospital room. Where is your mom? Joey, this is still very sad for us. Lizzie's mother passed away from cancer when Lizzie was only six years old. Her name was Catherine, and we had been happily married for over eight years. That is so sad. I'm really sorry for you. Thanks, Joey. You would have really liked my mom. She grew up on a pig farm and knew all about pigs. Wow! My mom could play softball and foursquare, and she used to make me homemade Play-Doh and we would do everything together. I'm sorry you don't have a mom anymore, Lizzie. Joey, Lizzie and I were sad to see her go. However, we know that Catherine was a believer, and that means that she is with the Lord forevermore. In fact, we know that one day it will be our time to leave this earth. Hi, this is Mrs. G. The conversation about Lizzie's mom continued at our home, and it began with Joey saying this to me. Mrs. T, Lizzie doesn't have a mom. We already knew that, Joey, but thanks for your concern. Oh. Joey asked about Lizzie's mother today, so I had told him that she had died when Lizzie was only six years old. That must have been so tough to lose her, especially at such a young age. Yes, Catherine was only 30 years old. She was 28 when she first was diagnosed with cancer. That is a very young age to have cancer. Well, the doctor said that it was rare, but it does happen. Mr. Matthews, can I ask you a question? Sure, Peanut, go ahead. How did you and Catherine meet? Well, Peanut, I'm glad you asked. Catherine grew up in Nebraska, and I grew up in the great mountains of Colorado. She came to Colorado to go to college, and that's where it all started. When we both graduated, we got married and then settled in Denver. That sounds so romantic. Well, Peanut, I guess you could say that. See, the three of us enjoyed every day together. And today, I know that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Like it says in the book of Job. Hi, everyone. This is Aline Smith. In program number 26, entitled The Rusty Chain, Lizzie asked me a very serious question, and this is how it went. Mrs. Smith, why doesn't your husband ever go with you to the G's house? Um, Lizzie? It's okay, Peanut. You're the only one here that knows. Lizzie, dear, my husband was killed in a helicopter accident a few years ago. Oh, 
I didn't know that. I'm very sorry, Mrs. Smith. Oh no. How did that happen? Well, uh, Tim was a second lieutenant in the 10th Mountain Division, and uh, we were stationed at uh, Fort Drum in New York. The Army. That's right. Don't they specialize in cold weather combat? That's right. So what happened is、uh, they were on a training mission, and the helicopter had mechanical problems and went down. Some of the soldiers lived,、uh, but my husband and two others were killed. That's so sad. I decided to finish my teaching degree and felt I needed to be closer to my parents. They、uh, they lived just over in Dexterville, and so I was then hired as a teacher in New Garden. And so the story continued. Mr. Matthews and Miss Smith both experienced the death of their spouses, and over some time, God allowed them to develop a liking for one another, and they began a friendship. Hi, this is Rudy Alexander, in program number eighty-three, entitled "Once Upon a Mountain." Mr. Matthews and Lizzie traveled to Denver, Colorado, last fall to visit his parents. Mr. Matthews and Lizzie were sightseeing near the towns of Midturn and Redcliffe, and Mr. Matthews had something on his mind. He had to ask his daughter Lizzie a question, and it went like this: "Lizzie, I have a question to ask you." Look, Dad! Look at that train. Yes, but I need to ask you a question. What did you say? I can't hear. It's so noisy. I need to ask you a question. Sure, Dad. What is it? What would you think of me marrying Aline? I I mean Miss Smith. I was waiting for you to ask that, Dad. Really? I thought you would never ask. Do you think it's God's will, Dad? Well,、uh, yes, I do. And most importantly, I feel she is a true child of God, just like your mother. Then I'm all for it, Dad. I like her a lot too. Plus, she could be my adopted mom. Well, we better get back in the jeep. We have some more driving to do. Shortly after our trip to visit my grandparents, my dad called Mr. G on the phone, and the conversation went like this. Hello. Hi, Mr. G. It's Mark. Hi, Mark. What's new? I've decided I'm going to do it. Hmm. Do what? Ask Aline to marry me. That's terrific, Mark. I could use your help in picking out a ring, though. Do you think you and perhaps Mrs. G could give me a hand? Oh, sure. We'll be glad to. Great. I'll say our memory verse before we begin today's lesson. Luke twelve fifteen, and he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. I'd like to look at the parable of the prodigal son in Luke, chapter fifteen. Joey, will you start us off by reading verses eleven and twelve? All right, Luke fifteen verse eleven through twelve. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father. Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. We can see that this son is a picture of an unsaved person. Like most of the people of the world, he was only interested in what this life had to offer him. 
He desired physical wealth and all it could buy, as we'll see by reading further. Rudy, would you read Matthew 6, 13 and 14? Okay, Grandpa. Matthew 6, 13 through 14. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. We see that he spent all his money unwisely and eventually found himself hungry and in need. And we have to realize that the picture God is painting for us is man's spiritual hunger and his great need for the bread of life, who is the Lord Jesus. Peanut, can you read verses 15 through 17? Yes, let's see. Matthew six fifteen through 17 reads, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? God is showing us that to be identified with swine or pigs, which were unclean animals, represents man's sinfulness. The word swine is only used in one other historical parable of about 2,000 demons that entered into a herd of swine after the Lord saved two men who previously were filled with the demons, which helps us to see what salvation really is. Maybe we can look at that in another lesson. Mr. G, does Second Peter 2 verse 22 relate at all to this? I'm not sure, but let's read it. Can you take it, Peanut? Okay, let's see. Second Peter 2 verse 22 reads, But it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Thanks. Do you know what a sow is? I do. It's a female pig, Mr. G. Right you are, Joey. And yes, Second Peter 2.22 is telling us that unless one truly becomes a child of God by God's grace, they will go right back to a life of sin. It would be like washing off a pig so that it's I know, sparkling. I know, Mr. G. He'll go right back to the mud. That's exactly right, Joey, because he is a pig and that's his nature. Only when God washes away a person's sin will he want to obey the scriptures because God gives such a person eternal life in their soul so in their soul they never sin again. Mr. G, coming back to the prodigal son, are you saying that my bike, basketball, and my new jeans aren't all that important in this life? Absolutely right, Joey. None of our possessions will last, and quite frankly, we don't last. On average, people in our country live to be about 70 years old, then we die. Besides, we are now living in the period of great tribulation, so we know we are very near the time when Jesus will return to judge all who are unsaved and destroy this universe by fire. Lizzie, can you read Mark 8:36? Sure. Mark 8, verse 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? 
Did you notice how quickly the young man in Luke 15 squandered all his money and all his possessions? By God's mercy, God allowed him to see the foolishness of what he had done, and more importantly, to see his sin and his need for a Savior, as we'll see in our next lesson. So going to heaven is really what matters, Mr. G? Yes, Wolfgang. Would you read 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 9 for us? Let's see. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 through 9 say, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. In having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Thanks, Wolfgang. Remember that both food and raiment, or clothing, is talking spiritually about the bread of life, who is Christ, and the clothing we need is the robe of Christ's righteousness. Let's look at Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Lizzie, do you mind reading those verses? Sure. Hebrews 13, verse 5 through 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. The word conversation can be translated means, or way, or manner, and in this context means that our conduct, or manner of life, is to be without covetousness. Do you know what covetousness is? I remember that Jesus said something about covetousness in a man's life. I don't know the verse offhand, though. Hmm. Maybe you're thinking about Luke twelve fifteen. Can you read that for us, Peanut? Okay, yeah, I think that's the one. Luke twelve fifteen reads, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Mr. G, that's what the prodigal son did, right? He got all the stuff from his father and then just left and went far away. It doesn't seem like he was very thankful toward his dad. No, Lizzie, it doesn't appear that he was at all grateful for what the father had given him. Before God saves us in both our body and soul, we want the things of this world, but we genuinely can't and won't Give God the credit or thanks for them. What was the far country that the prodigal son went to? The far country is the kingdom of Satan that a person is in before God saves him and places him in the kingdom of God. The same word translated country is translated region in Matthew 4.16, which is also speaking about unsaved man's spiritual deadness and darkness until God reveals the light of the gospel to them, who is the Lord Jesus. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Thanks, Mr. G. That really helps. Against thee, thee only have I sinned.
Mr. G, I have a I'm question sorry, too. I'm sorry, Joey, but we're running out of time. It's not a Bible question. Do you know what snack Mrs. G prepared for us today? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But Mrs. G might. I can answer that, Joey. The girls and I prepared a delicious fruit salad with pineapple, strawberries, and grapes. We hope you enjoyed today's program. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of our programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach at Bible Ministries International. You can write in Care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Today's program is entitled, A Big Decision. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye.